like i've always said there are three sides to the story the job seekers point of view the recruiters point of view and the actual truth should be fairly simple and harmonic isn't it it isn't turns out it's a dog fight there is bad blood there is accusations counter accusations of one playing the god and the other ghosting them from time to time and the truth behind all this is we are putting up a bad show a shit show to the corporate world not just in india but globally external investors and stakeholders increasingly view hiring in india as a problem statement yes there is tons of volume but the challenges that come along with it are probably untenable they are increasingly looking at other regions who can probably speak english have a fair degree of technology understanding for their hiring needs so in this episode i'm going to dive into all the three aspects help clarify simplify what best can be done for all parties to have a harmonious coexistence so in the last episode we touched upon the job seekers point of view in this episode we'll discuss the recruiters point of view so if you spoke to 10 recruiters i'm guessing 9 would have the same common feedback the fact that they hate candidates abandoning the recruitment process midway they just disappear go vanish never to re- return their calls again ironically the candidates have the same thing to say but we'll stick to the recruiter's point of view they hate the fact that once they have checked with the candidate verified their availability vetted their interest made them go through multiple rounds they have to coordinate with the business make everyone available and show that the candidate is there for the interview well prepped up and the fact that the business is also available and ready to hire they connect the dots and then when a provisional offer is made the candidate just scoots to another off- offer saying well i got paid a better deal or i didn't like what you had to share and the true nature comes out that is if at all the candidate chooses to pick up the call in 98% of the cases or 99% of the cases the candidate never reverts if the offer is something that he doesn't want to go through with the story goes on because if an organization is going through 25 28% attrition year on year that means the hiring pressure is on incessantly you are looking at a thousand odd resumes to deal with almost on a daily basis right every recruiter in a mid-size company or a large company has at least 5 to 7 or 10 open requisitions lined up that means at least 100 shortlists which means at least 1000 screenings the numbers could go a little up and down but i guess you get the drift on the volume pressure these people are so the available time at hand is very less per resume and there is plenty of junk floating around on the internet right if you search for sales executive for example or sales manager there will be people who are currently vice presidents and applying for a sales manager job and the vice versa as well when sometimes there are very senior roles open you will find somebody with 2 years of work ex giving it a shot maybe i could get lucky there are some folks have shared that kind of feedback and so they have to sift through all of this filter through all of this and then narrow down those 1000 resumes into 
screen them down into say 100 more contactable ones of the 100 they will then need to do due diligence match the keywords know the business well and then filter it down to maybe 20 or 30 then probably call those 30 people whether they're available not available eight on ten times many of them are not available so they have to reschedule a call and then you know talk to other people and then also have a plan b as a backup they know what if this guy scoots somewhere so have a plan b after doing all that they shortlist six or seven people which can go through a formal round of interview with the business and that still doesn't guarantee success or their incentives turns out that in many organizations the candidate has to at least serve the company for 90 days before they accept that the candidate is good enough for the business and so they have to wait 90 plus whatever the next 30 days are there to get the incentive in the pay cycle so it's an incredibly tough job now that said what's the flip side of the story what's the areas of improvement Along with great power comes great responsibility. I'm sure you've heard this phrase many times before and it is so apt for the recruiter and the headhunter. You have been given the power to influence somebody's life. You've been given the power to change somebody's lives. Imagine a candidate who doesn't have a job for two years, running out of money and suddenly you come across this profile, you connect that person with the job and he backs the job or she backs the job kind of made an impact not just to that person but their entire family it's a big deal it's a huge responsibility i don't know if sometimes in the flurry of volume business that one goes through does this sensitivity sometimes strike you or just misses the point the thing is you don't know how you can impact someone of course your primary job is to impact the business that you so serve but in doing so you're also impacting people's lives their careers their mindset their mental health and let it not create pressure on you but the sensitivity around it the recognition of the fact that you are hiring someone and not doing them a favor you are asking for their expertise to help the company grow their business solve a business problem what have you it is an important facet to remember every single time that you are not doing a favor you are seeking help to help your company so it's extremely important to give respect to the job seeker dignity the time yes you have a hard pressed schedule but even if you are dedicating as little as 10 minutes to one person make them feel special make them feel good about it make this a memorable experience you raise the bar don't worry about how the candidate raises the bar or not you can raise the bar not just for yourselves but you are the first point of contact for the company you become the ambassador of the company in some sense you are sometimes referred to as the cultural reflection of the company many candidates observe that if the recruiter is like this imagine how the company will be and while you will always have the luxury of 150,000 other resumes finding that one suitable candidate will always remain a challenge 
yet another situation to be wary about is the familiarity trope having done this role multiple times over many years one gets into a particular framework of mindset that well if i'm hiring for a business development person then if i ask these five questions the person will typically answer in this following way often times that works just fine but as a recruiter it is important to find new talent find a new mindset new mentality which is prevalent sometimes it's a dormant personality you have to also realize that not all are extroverts there are introverts who probably take some time to open up they might be even better than the ones that are already existing in on in within the company and so it's for you to find a new talent and bring them up within the ecosystem and showcase their ability and talent to the business and so sometimes we get so used to asking the same questions and expecting the same answers that when someone does a little out of syllabus you get thrown off you say oh okay this is not the guy this is not the person don't think the person will make sense well that might not be the case all i'm asking is be a little more patient open up the person ask why they chose to answer that question in that particular way did they feel comfortable did they want a better opportunity in another time slot are they under any kind of pressure you know being human is very important in this process let the other person know that you are not ai you are human and it's good as long as you're human because once ai takes over then the emotion content will fly off the window I guess all I'm saying is we all want to become the better versions of ourselves especially our professional selves. I'm sure there are tons and tons of recruiters and headhunters who do the process just exactly the same way and they might counter argue ah, it's that's how it's been working and even the job seekers right well that's that's the job of the recruiter to ask how much was your last run salary or what tell me more about this experience and so on and so forth and so i give the answer exactly what they are most happy to hear instead of getting over intelligent about it so you know it, and that's why the whole herd mentality works that way that there is a pattern to it yet if you notice the people at the top the best recruiters around they do the same things slightly differently they in have a human to human connect a contact they build a relationship there is an investment angle i'm sure if you speak to the top recruiters in the industry they will say hey i have friends within the network i've been in touch with many people who probably did, i didn't have an opportunity for them right away but since we had a business relationship we kept in touch over the years and over time we you know landed up working together and so build those bridges even with the candidates as much as they want to build with you last but not the least connected to the previous point don't let ego creep in to your interview questions you are not tasked with a job to find faults you are tasked with a job to find the strengths which can potentially fit the role if you continually find faults and mistakes yes i agree if the faults are in terms of misrepresentation if the faults are in terms of any integrity issues if 
false information is mentioned and you have found out that it is incorrectly represented, that is different. But I often find many recruiters get into an ego battle because maybe they thought that the candidate answered a little more cockily. Well, they have an attitude problem. Well, I bet you my top dollar that the top managers in these complex companies know how to handle attitude. We need people with attitude. We don't need people with wrong attitude. And that's a very tough thing to decide whether it's the right attitude or the wrong attitude. If somebody refuses to accept failure, is that good or bad? You have to give all of these a thought that what is traditionally worked in say 1995, 2005 or 2010 may may not work in 2022. The mindset is changing, the society has changed, we don't live the same life that we used to live 15 years ago. And so a lot changes without us realizing in terms of job seekers and the mindset behind applying for a job. So it's important for the recruiter to keep abreast of the latest and the best that is happening and don't just be the best in the company, in the city, be the best in the country, be the best globally. Talk to the top global recruit recruiters in your peer network and if you haven't one, build one. Talk to them and ask them what are they doing differently, what are you not doing, what can you improve. So there's always room for improvement and growth despite you, your incentives and targets to close the requisitions. And that's how you will rise to the top of the chain. Well, that's all for this episode of Bus Talk. We discussed in the first episode about the job seeker point of view. This episode was about the recruiter point of view. The next episode is going to be very fascinating and we discuss the actual truth. What is happening when this dogfight is on between the recruiter and the candidate? What is the impact to the industry, the company, the vertical as a whole? What are the macroeconomic factors that are getting impacted because of all this? Join me next week when I discuss more about this in detail on the next episode of Bus Talk. Till then... Stay safe, stay well, chin up, bring your A-game to work. This is your host, Ayan, and you were listening to Bus Talk. Peace out.